some time now, we've been talking about prayer in our House of Prayer series. I'm going to get right back into that. And it is to get us focused and moving this morning. Uh, I'm going to read for us Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. Uh, this is Jesus speaking. And um, this is what he says. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Praise the Lord, that's the word of the Lord. And we're going to look at it together just a little bit this morning. Now, most of you know this particular passage of Scripture, this particular prayer as the Lord's Prayer, uh, although some people refer to it as the model prayer because Jesus actually gave us this prayer as a model to help us know how we should pray. In fact, Jesus introduces this prayer by saying, this then is how you should pray. And, uh, and I want you to notice that, that in this prayer, Jesus reveals how to pray, not necessarily what to pray. In other words, what Jesus is providing here is general guidelines, not specific words. Now, to be sure, every week we pray the specific words together. Uh, we pray it as a part of our communion liturgy, which is a great, great way to memorize the scripture. It's a great way to share together in this passage in corporate worship. But the real benefit of this model prayer is not in the specific words, but in the guide they provide for you in your personal time of communion with God. The last two times I've spoken uh, about prayer with you, I've mentioned that there are lots of different kinds of prayers. And the last two times we've talked, we've talked very specifically about intercession, the kind of prayer where we pray for other people. But as I mentioned, there are prayers of praise and adoration, there are prayers of thanksgiving, there are prayers of confession, prayers of supplication where we ask God for things for ourselves. And because this model prayer was given by Jesus to help you in your prayer life, Fascinatingly, almost all of those different kinds of prayers can be found in this one model prayer. There's praise for God in the words, hallowed be your name. There's confession in the plea, forgive us our trespasses. There's supplication as you ask the Lord, give us this day our daily bread. And there's intercession for the world all around you. When you pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the prayer Jesus gives you here as a model really is a terrific uh, guide to the kind of things you can and the kind of things you should share with the Lord in your own prayer time. But let me just remind you, as I've often reminded you in this House of Prayer series, that prayer is not, first and foremost, about asking God for stuff. And Jesus actually illustrates that in the model prayer because he begins this prayer, he opens it by communing with God as Father. Addressing God as Father. Connecting with God as Father. He moves into that place of community, settles into that place of communion with God. You might think of it like snuggling up to God as your Father. And that's the real point of prayer anyway. Not that you get the stuff that you're asking for, but that you get closer to God. Not that He hears your prayer and heals your grandma that you open up your heart and share it with him 
And even more importantly, that you open up your mind and your heart to him so he can share his heart with you. Prayer is about communing and connecting with God, talking and listening and just being with the Father. Now, I want to share one more thought with you, and then I want to take just a couple minutes and walk you through how you can use this model prayer in your own prayer time and encourage you to do that this week. But before I do that, I want to take just a moment and make a little distinction for you between uh, prayers of praise or adoration and prayers of thanksgiving because they're slightly different. Prayers of praise express to God your love and praise and gratitude and awe simply for who he is. They're prayers that focus solely on God. They celebrate his splendor and majesty and greatness, the nature and the character of God in and of himself. It's the sort of prayer you find in Revelation 4.8, where the Bible says all around the throne of God, listen, day and night they never stop saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Or the prayer you find in Revelation 4.11, where the Bible says the elders lay their crowns before the throne and say, you are worthy, our Lord and God to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. Prayers of thanksgiving, on the other hand, express to the Lord your love and praise and gratitude and awe for what he's done for you. These prayers are also focused on the Lord, but in some ways they kind of circle back to you as well because they connect to the blessings that you've received. Finally, as we learn to grow together, into the house of prayer God's called us to be. It's good to recognize the power of praying scripture, of drawing the heart and sometimes the very words you use in prayer right out of the Bible itself. Psalm 138.2 says, God has exalted above all things his name and his word. And so it just stands to reason he really loves it when you pray his word back to him. So regarding this model prayer in Matthew chapter 6, I want to encourage all of you to take it and use it this week. Specifically, I want to encourage you every day this week, here's my encouragement, every day this week, either the first thing when you get out of bed or the last thing before you get into bed, I want to encourage you to pray through this prayer, pausing frequently to insert your own thoughts and your own words, not just going through the words of the prayer from the Bible, but stopping and adding your own thoughts and words to it. Uh, and so here's how I encourage you to do that. First, you start by getting alone somewhere where you know you're not going to be interrupted. I frequently do this sitting in my car. Uh, but get alone somewhere where you know you won't be interrupted. Get alone with the Lord. Quiet your heart. Quiet your mind. Settle into that place of communion with God. And then begin to pray through the model prayer, something like this. You begin, our Father in heaven. And then you just start talking to him like he's your Father in heaven. Father, I thank you that you really are my Father. I thank you that I really am your child. I really am. I, I am born again. I am born anew. I was born into your family through the power of the Holy Spirit and the grace you showed me in holy baptism. I thank you that you're a good, good father. And then you think, what does a good father do for his children? And you pray that 
back to God. I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you take care of me, that you watch over me and protect me, you provide for me in all my needs. I thank you that you lead me and you teach me every day. You raise me up as your own child. You make me grow up, and I thank you for that. I thank you that day by day you are making me more and more the person you've called me and created me to be. And Father, I thank you that you're not just my Father in heaven. As the scripture says, you're our Father in heaven. You've set me in the family of God and given me brothers and sisters in Christ. You've made me a part of your church so that I have all these other people around me. People who care for me and pray for me and share their lives with me. People for whom I care and for whom I pray and with whom I can share my life. You set the solitary in families so they don't have to go through this life and this world alone. You're a father to the fatherless. You're a defender of widows. I thank you that you show me what fatherhood is supposed to look like. And you teach me how I should be with and for my own children. So you take some time pressing into God as Father, and then you move back to the model. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now you may not know, the word hallowed means holy or greatly revered. So this is the point of prayer where you just start praising God. You just start telling him, you know, how great he is and how much you appreciate that. Father, your name is holy and great because you are holy and great. There is no one like you. You alone are God. You're the one true God. The living God, the God of the living, the holy, holy, holy one, maker of heaven and earth. You're the first and the last, the beginning and the end, and everything that matters in between. You sit enthroned above the circle of the earth. You sit enthroned above the cherubim. Angels bow down before you. Mountains quake and tremble before you. The earth and heavens flee from your presence. When the nations rage and the peoples imagine vain things, you laugh. Because you are in control. And you just pray. Whatever pops into your heart, whatever rises up in your heart, you just praise the Lord. And after you praise the Lord and express your adoration for a while, you go back to the model. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And this is the point where you really you begin to intercede. You begin to pray for the goodness of God to be spread abroad in the earth. Just like it is in heaven. Oh Lord, bring your kingdom here. Oh Lord, build your kingdom here. Your righteousness and peace and joy. Your kingdom goodness. Your kingdom justice. Bring it, Lord, into this world. Establish your kingdom and reign among us. Establish your rule and your reign among us. Lord, rule in my life that I might live like you want me to live. Lord, rule in my life that I might love like you want me to love. Lord, rule in my life. Make me your hands and feet and use me to touch and bless and help and heal. Lord, establish your rule and your reign around us. Rule in this world. Heal the sick and comfort the hurting. Break the chains of poverty and ignorance and greed and selfishness. Break the chains of addiction and depression. End, bring an end to abuse and trafficking. Turn the hearts of earthly rulers. Give them wisdom. Lead them so that they will rule in a way that blesses and helps their people. Restore. Turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the hearts of children to the fathers. Restore homes. Restore families. Restore marriages. Let your kingdom come and your will be done in my life and in my family and in our church. Let your kingdom come and your will be done on my street and in my neighborhood. And in the city of Charlotte, the state of North Carolina, and all across this nation, and all around this world. Protect and preserve your people. 
where they're being persecuted because they love you and follow you. And you just pray for the goodness of God to come into the world. You intercede as the Lord leads you to do that. Then you go right back to the model. Give us this day our daily bread. And this is the part where, listen, in faith and absolute confidence in God, you ask him to meet your needs. You believe that he loves you and wants to take care of you. And you lay those things out before him. Father, I thank you that you are the source of everything I need. I thank you for my job. I thank you for my home. I thank you for the food you provide so generously. For my life, my family, and the health you've given me. Lord, would you please continue, please continue to meet our needs. Lord, you know what we need. You know what we need to pay the rent. You know what we need to pay the bills. You know what's happening in my job right now. You know what needs to happen so we can make it. You know what we need to do to pay for the education of our children, to help take care of elderly parents. Father, where your people need jobs, grant them jobs. Where they need more work or, or more business or more sales, Lord, grant that. Bless and prosper your people. And then empower them, move them to give generously. That you, your work might advance through the church. And on and on you go. Keep coming back to the model prayer. You don't need me to belabor the point. You know how to do that. You can do it. But I do want to say one more quick thing about the next petition that comes up in the model prayer. It goes, forgive us our debts or forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Rob Eggers was a precious brother. He served for many years here as an elder at Resurrection Church. And a number of years ago, I remember Rob talking to me about how he would use this prayer, this model prayer, every night before he would go to bed. And when he would get to this point in the prayer every night, he'd stop, and he'd, and he'd think back, and he'd walk back through his day, and he would try his best to remember every single sin he'd committed that day, everything he'd done wrong, thought wrong, said wrong, and he'd, he'd name them specifically, one at a time. He'd name them and ask the Lord to forgive him. And then he would transition. He'd change gears, and he'd go back through his day again, and very slowly and very deliberately walk through his day, and he'd think, is there anybody I need to forgive? Is there anybody I've been angry at or I'm, I'm bitter at? And one by one, he'd go through and he'd name them, he'd name them. And he would forgive them and he'd ask the Lord to bless them. And this is what he said. He said, it's the best way I've found to keep short accounts with God and short account, accounts with the people around me. I think he's right. That was wisdom. I know there are some young Christians who can't imagine praying for more than, you know, a minute or two at a time. Not because they don't want to, because they, they don't know how. And Jesus in his mercy and grace has given us a model uh, to guide us and help us be able to do that. And I just want to urge you once again to try it every day this week. Um, I'm calling it the, uh, the one-week model prayer project. And uh, when you first get up, or before you go to sleep, use this prayer to direct and inform your time with God. And I'd encourage you to shoot me a text or an email. Let me know how it's going. Uh, what's going well, what's not going well. And again, I also want to suggest this. Just as a potential way to leverage this weird time in which we find ourselves, would you consider maybe even putting what you're doing on this one-week model prayer project? Put it out there on social media. Tell other people what you're doing. Tell them how it's working. Tell them if it's changed your life. I, I pray it changes your prayer life. Put it out. Man, my life has changed. Here's, here's what's happening with me. I'm growing in prayer. Here's what, or invite them to join you. If they don't understand anything you're talking about, invite them to come to know more about Jesus. Invite them to join us 
on these services online or to check out resources we have on the website. And let's see what the Holy Spirit might do in your own prayer life. And as you share this opportunity with the people around you, what he might do through you to spread the gospel and advance the kingdom. Let's pray. Father, we, as always, are so grateful for the power and the clarity of your word. Lord, you, you, you have provided us everything we need for life and godliness through knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Father, thank you for showing us how to pray. Lord, even your disciples said, Lord, teach us how to pray, and, and this is what you gave them. And Lord, we're so grateful. And strengthen our prayer lives this week. Help us to grow in our closeness with you and, uh, and deepen our time with you, I pray. And use us, even in this very weird time, to, to connect with people, reach out to people, move people toward you and toward the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah.